A purple and gold good day to you, and welcome into the JMU Sports Update Podcast, presented by United Bank with absolutely free checking. I'm Kurt Dudley, Director of Broadcast Services and the all-sports voice for the Dukes. Thank you for listening to this Thursday, January 28th edition. Before we get into the news and conversation with today's update, I'd like to give you a scheduling update for a future podcast. When we began at the beginning of the school year with the podcast distribution, we started with the leadership version early in the week, usually on a Monday, the alumni version on Wednesday or Thursday, and then the update version on Friday when we did have uh, those type of podcasts to produce for you. It's not every week that we'll get to all three of the versions. We try to work in as many as possible, but sometimes uh, productions can get extremely dense. It depends on what is going on with our overall schedule, and that has a variation on when things are produced. But moving forward for this semester, we will continue to, when we produce the Leadership Podcast, have it come out early in the week, Mondays or Tuesdays. The Update Podcast moving to Wednesday or Thursday, and the Alumni Podcast coming out on Friday. We think that adjustment will work better, uh, not only for the listeners, but also for the production schedule, as I'm working with a good number of students that are making very good contributions to our podcast, including Tucker Stunts and Noah Ziegler, who will join me today. And Allie Barefoot also has an interview today with Justin Amati of JMU Men's Basketball. So just want to kind of keep you up to date on that. And, uh, of course, you can be alerted if you do subscribe to this podcast through iTunes or Spotify. You can get alerts through Twitter, as either through my account, at uh, Kurt Dudley, or the JMU Athletics account, JMU Sports. Those are some of the ways that you can keep up when we do publish a JMU Sports podcast, regardless of which version we are producing. So let's get into this update today, and we'll begin with softball as the Dukes will open up the 21 campaign, receiving votes in the USA Today National Fast Pitch Coaches Association Top 25, the preseason poll, and the ESPN.com USA Softball Top 25 preseason poll. It was announced earlier this week. The USA Today NFCA preseason poll has UCLA as a unanimous, that is, number one choice after the Bruins finished the shortened 2020 campaign as the top-ranked team in the nation. Washington, the Huskies, came in at number two, followed by Arizona to round out the top three. And uh, on the ESPN.com USA softball selected UCLA as the top-ranked team with Washington number two and Arizona number three. For the third time in program history, two JMU softball players also have been named to the top 50 watch list for USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year Award. Kate Gordon and Odyssey Alexander earn a spot on the list. Uh, JMU is one of 10 programs around the nation with two or more players named to the watch list. Fellow CAA member Drexel has a student athlete in the top 50, the versatile Linda Rush. This is the seventh consecutive year that JMU has had at least one representative name to the top 50 watch list. The Colonial Athletic Association this week also unveiled the conference's revised 2021 championship schedule and new scheduling formats, with JMU slated to host four championships this spring. The Dukes will welcome teams to Harrisonburg for the CA championships in track and field, women's lacrosse, and softball. The CA additionally rolled out new scheduling formats for regular season competition, adopting divisional schedules for the sports of baseball, women's lacrosse, men's and women's soccer, softball, and volleyball, with the goal of reducing travel and limiting overnight stays. The conference previously announced that JMU will host the 2021 
Hercules Tires CAA Men's Basketball Championship at the Atlantic Union Bank Center, marking the first time since 1986 a champion will be crowned at a campus site for men's basketball. And JMU head cross-country coach Dave Rinker released the spring schedule for the cross-country Dukes, competing in three meets, one each month uh, leading up to the season finale in March. The season begins at the UNCW Pre-CA Meet in in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's January 29th, so just uh, coming up this week at 4 o'clock. That is Friday. And Jamie returns to action on Friday, February the 5th, when the Dukes head to Richmond, the Invitational hosted by the University of Richmond Spiders. Uh, The race will take place actually in Mechanicsville, and the Invitational begins at 3. And the final scheduled race of the season is the CAA Championships, once again down in Wilmington, North Carolina, on March the 5th, and the gun will sound at 11 a.m. So just a few notes to start off with today's podcast. Well, we're getting uh, towards the midpoint of the CA basketball season. Actually, I don't know if that's a fair way to say it because some teams are at the midpoint after this weekend. Others are a little bit behind because they haven't played as many games, but they're trying to catch up. The Dukes caught up a little bit uh, yesterday on the men's side by knocking off Towson. And the women, they played twice this weekend against Northeastern at home, but not on the days of the original schedule. Instead of Saturday and Sunday, they played Monday and Tuesday. The JMU women are bound for Charleston, South Carolina this weekend. The Cougars at 1-1. One and one. The men, they are not playing this weekend as of now because the Charleston men's basketball team is on a COVID pause. We'll look into more of this when Tucker Stunts and Noah Ziegler joins us after this word from United Bank. At United Bank, we wonder, why pay for things that you could get for free? Take our absolutely free checking. There's no minimum balance, no monthly fees, unlimited check writing, no per check fee, a free United Visa check card, free online banking and bill pay, plus free e-statements. And these are just some of the features. Yeah, we think it's pretty good too. So why would you pay when you could get absolutely free checking from United Bank at your service? $50 minimum deposit to open. Member FDIC. United Bank says, go Dukes. Welcome back to another JMU Sports Podcast with myself, Tucker Stunts, and alongside me, Noah Ziegler. We have a lot to get into today, including a post-Towson game for the men's basketball team, a women's weekend preview, and some JMU football to get into as well. Uh, Noah, take it away with the Towson game. Yeah, well, JMU picked up its third CAA win. That is huge for Mark Byington's team. They defeated Towson yet again, swept the season series. They won today, 78-63. to This time it was at the Atlantic Union Bank Center in Harrisonburg behind two really good performances from senior guard Matt Lewis, who's getting a lot of hype this week, earned a couple of national rewards, getting a lot of national attention. He had 23 points. Votto Morris had 19 points, 4 of 10 from 3. He really lit it up in the first half. And Terrell Strickland added 11 points. So the men's basketball Dukes getting an overall great performance from the team and yeah, now they're chilling at three and one, and they're actually don't look now, they're right, they're in second place in the CAA. Like you said, Matt Lewis received the Lou Henson Award, the Lou Henson National Player of the Year Award, which is presented annually to a top mid-major player in Division One college basketball. Obviously, the Dukes were up forty-three to twenty-five at half, went out with a pretty commanding lead, and Towson now moves to three and eight overall, two and four in the conference, and like you said, the Dukes three and one in conference, eight and five overall. The Dukes were supposed to have a doubleheader, obviously, this coming weekend against College of Charleston. 
but those games have been postponed. So the next game up for the Dukes is the Phoenix of Elon will travel to Harrisonburg on Wednesday, February 3rd for another conference matchup. Yeah, that'll be another game where JMU can really establish itself and get some momentum because I know a week-long break in between basketball games is a lot, especially when you're used to playing a couple of conference games in a week. But playing against Elon, who's won 0-2 in the conference, excuse me, 3-3 overall, still trying to find their identity. I think JMU has a great opportunity to add a fourth win to their conference record. And then another thing I just wanted to hit on from today was uh, getting some praise from uh, Coach Byington was senior Zach Jacobs, who uh, had about a 15-minute streak in the game today, had a game-best 21, and uh, in 18 minutes had six points, season-high eight rebounds, and one steal. So a lot of guys stepping up today, which was really big for the Dukes. Today was the CAA football coaches teleconference. Usually they do a media day before the season begins. Usually it's in July. This year with COVID pushing the season to the spring, the media day was done over Zoom, and it was just the coaches talking rather than the coach and a couple players. So the coaches today were just really talking about how it's full speed ahead for the FCS spring season. I know, Tucker, this is going to be such a weird thing watching football in the spring. We've gotten in past few years with the XFL, the um, Alliance, American League, whatever that, the AAF. But, you know, now we get spring college football, and it's going to give them a chance to be the only football happening in the spring. They're going to get a lot of eyes. But the coaches today touched on that, how they're going to be the only ones playing, but also really talked about the focus that players need to have and the determination to really be lucky and stay away from the virus in order to keep this season going. But uh, Tucker, what are some things that you think about this? Because I know we've seen college football, the FBS level, move through it. Uh, what do you think about this, about uh, the coaches talking about that and what's important for the FCS? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I'm excited for some spring football, obviously. Didn't even know if we were going to get a football season, so this is super exciting. Uh saw Coach Kurt Signetti said that although day-to-day business might be different, as in going about practicing, players getting tested for the virus, uh, what it takes to be successfully said is still exactly the same for the JMU Dukes. And obviously, we've never seen a spring football season before, but I think this is going to, we're going to see some electric games, especially going into the second half of the season. Uh, we don't see a lot of postpones, and a lot of these games can get played. We're going to have some good weather spring football uh, in Harrisonburg, and I'm really excited to see what comes out of it for the Dukes. Especially for a team like JMU, there's a lot of change going on after last year's national championship game a lot of known faces are now in the NFL or doing other things that graduated. So it's going to be interesting to see that next man up mentality that Signetti always preaches. And especially with a school like JMU that has such a high standard, they're going to want to get back to the championship game. And it's so weird to think that it's been over a year since then. And we haven't seen if JMU will really avenge that loss, but it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with the football season. And hopefully everything goes smoothly. Transitioning back to basketball, talking about the women's basketball team, heading on the road to play a doubleheader against the College of Charleston this weekend. Both games are 1 p.m. tip-offs. The Dukes are currently 7-5 and five overall, 3-2 and two in conference. The Cougars, 5-3 and three overall, 1-1 one one in conference. Obviously haven't had as many games played as the Dukes. Uh, JMU's coming off a 69-77 loss to Northeastern on Tuesday. Uh, won the game the night before. College of Charleston also is coming off a win against William & Mary this past Sunday, but also lost that first game of the doubleheader on Saturday to William & Mary. Noah, what are you looking forward to with the Dukes heading down to Charleston? I'm looking forward to the fact that Jamie's going to have a chance to avenge their loss to Northeastern. That game against, the second game against Northeastern where they lost, as you just mentioned, it 
seemed like in the second half, the Dukes kind of just lost their identity. They lost their mojo. And then this upcoming series is going to be a good chance for them to regain their momentum and establish their kind of footing on the conference. Because the past two series, uh, in the two-game series, I should say, against Elon and against Northeastern, they've split. They've won the first in pretty commanding fashion, and then they lost the second game. In a game games where they really – it feels like you they could have still won. But – a good chance to play against a good Charleston team, a team they've only lost to once in program history, but Northeastern was in the same boat. So that omen is out the window. But Charleston's only win against over the Dukes was in Charleston, South Carolina. So, again, those kind of connections, but you can't you can't predict that based on a result a couple years ago. But anyways, again, like I said, it's going to be a good chance for JMU to get back on their feet, bounce back, and try to establish – sustaining momentum in this but like you said Charleston's in the same boat they dropped the first game to William and Mary won the second one by three who's to say they're not going to spark and catch a little bit of fire for this weekend so we'll see how head coach Sean O'Regan gets the girls ready but we'll see what happens yeah of course and going back to what you said earlier that one loss to College of Charleston dates all the way back to February of 2014 so it's been about seven years since um, and the last matchup between the Dukes and College of Charleston, which was last February, the Dukes took away a 31-point win, 81-50. to 50. Um, So, like you said, the, they struggled a little bit in this game before, but um, we, we know what these, this team is capable of, and I think that they're really going to bounce back this weekend. Obviously, JMU's road record is 2-3, and three, so hopefully be able to turn that around a little bit. But um, – like you said, I think the I think the biggest thing for the Dukes is going to be them staying in the game the entire time, bringing the energy for the entire game, and really trying to kind of catch that rhythm of shooting. I, I noticed just seeing some gameplay and seeing statistics that there seems to be these kind of drops in accuracy towards the end of the game. Obviously, people are getting tired, which we know, but um, I think it's going to be key for the Dukes if they really want to take some commanding wins and these obviously very important conference wins is to really get hot shooting. Um, I think another thing to really capitalize on is Charleston currently ranks 9 of 10 in the CIA in field goal percentage, making only 192 of their 535 attempted shots so far this season. So even if the Dukes can't necessarily get hot, Charleston might be in the same kind of boat. But I think if JMU just plays their game, resets this mindset coming off this loss, gets out of Harrisonburg for a couple of days and goes down to Charleston, I think we're looking for two great wins, and I think they can easily get it done. Yep, and another thing I'd like to point out from the Northeastern game is that JMU had zero fast break points, and I feel like that's always critical in a game is to establish that momentum, especially when you're a team like JMU that fires on all cylinders at times. And another thing I'd like to note is Peyton McDaniel is such a good player, and if she can catch fire alongside Kiki Jefferson. And there were definitely some shots that JMU left kind of near the basket. There were high percentage shots that may have been contested, but you would expect a little more of them going in, but if, uh, you know, if and Duve and Madison Green, Rain Tucker, you know, that kind of crew, if they can really provide some momentum, supplemental points, and give the Dukes a boost, they can really do some danger, but again, on the Charleston side, you got a couple good players in Tyler Collins and Tyler Gray, uh, no relation to former JMU kicker Tyler Gray, but uh, yeah, those two players averaging double-digit scoring nights it's definitely going to be a good game to see how both teams, their kind of style, their playing ways clash against each other, especially this year. Yeah, I think it's really important to hit, like you said, on Peyton McDaniel. And on the flip side, Amira Williams, a freshman, are stepping up 
and women's basketball, and we are totally here for it. Peyton McDaniel in that Northeastern loss uh, had 20 points on 46.7%. She was 7 for 15. Uh, she had four rebounds, one steal, one block. And like you said, Kiki also put up some good numbers with 14 points, seven rebounds, and a game-high tying four assists. Uh, yeah, like you said, hopefully the Dukes can get hot shooting and Kiki can kind of get into her rhythm and they'll be able to figure this stuff out. And like I mentioned, Amira Williams, she was just named the CAA Rookie of the Week after the William & Mary doubleheader this past weekend. So it's really fun to watch these young people step up on both sides and in all sports. Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, what the Dukes can pull out this weekend. All right, that was quickly recapping the JMU men's basketball Dukes victory over the Towson Tigers. Talking a little bit about the CA football coaches media teleconference today over Zoom and previewing the JMU women's basketball Dukes two-game series against the College of Charleston in South Carolina this upcoming weekend. For Tucker Stunts, I'm Noah Ziegler, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Throwing in my two cents worth after watching the Dukes play this week. For the women, I think, uh, well, as Coach Sean O'Regan said in his postgame press conference after the loss to Northeastern on Tuesday, this team is going through some growing pains, and I don't think the roller coaster, herky jerky roller coaster at that, with sudden stoppage, uh, is really having its effect on the continuity of the JMU women's basketball team, trying to bring together a lot of younger players. Whereas for the men, they've got a little bit more senior experience with Matt Lewis, of course, and the infusion of Vado Morris there for the Dukes even though they too have had uh, the roller coaster ride of sudden stoppage and and not uh, getting the continuity of game in and game out but we're seeing for the men a couple of things emerging here uh, I think we knew all along that if Otto Morris could provide the type of offense that we know he is capable of it will help Matt Lewis and vice versa well we have seen that the last couple of games uh, for the Dukes and they both happen to be wins at Northeastern and against the Towson Tigers. Uh, the other aspect for the Dukes, particularly showing up against Towson, and it started to show up in some prior games, but it's starting to extend itself, and that is staying focused in on defense. Coach Mark Byington, in his postgame press conference after the win against the Towson Tigers, said even though the Dukes are putting up a league-high 79 points per game, it's not necessarily the offense but it is the defense that's leading to that offense. And I think we'll hear that theme continue to, to roll out with Coach Byington as the head coach of the Dukes. But they're starting to get that. They're starting to click there, and uh, that bodes well. Too bad they're not playing this weekend to try to keep this positive momentum going. Their next outing is scheduled for next Wednesday against the Phoenix of Elon. That game can be viewed on Flow Hoops, of course. We also have that scheduled for Masson with regional linear television. Well, Votto Moore certainly has had his impact among the freshmen for the Dukes, and uh, he has been an exciting player to watch. He has incredible ups. Uh, it's like he's uh, just kind of sitting there on a launching pad, and uh, he's expanding his game with that as well. And Ali Barefoot caught up with this phenomenal Duke to just get to know him just a little bit more. I'm Ali Barefoot with this front court feature with freshman Justin Amati. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good. Well, good. So you're halfway through your freshman year with one CAA Rookie of the Week not under your belt so far. So what's been the most surprising part of playing basketball at a college level for you, or have you noticed a big adjustment to the game? Um, just how fast everything is and how physical everybody plays. 
we've certainly adjusted pretty quickly. You've had some impressive dunks as a Duke so far, and you've been dunking since high school. But when did you develop your dunking skill and realize you have that much power going up to the rim? Uh, seventh grade, summer, I dunked my first basketball. And so ever since then, I've been dunking. But I didn't get my seventh first grade. in-game dunk till eighth grade. Yeah, I didn't get my first in-game dunk till eighth grade. That is impressive. Well, do you have a personal favorite dunk during your whole basketball career? Uh, yeah, uh, we was in Myrtle Beach, and we played a team, and I dunked on a dude, and we both fell at the same time. It's been a threat in the paint on both sides of the ball so far. However, this past weekend, you went two for two from the three-point line against Northeastern. So is your three-point game something you'd like to utilize more moving forward? Uh, yes, ma'am. I've just been trying to <clears throat> expand my game uh, even more and more so I could be a bigger threat. Talk to me about if you and Byington, you know, has Byington seen you shoot like that and wants you to shoot more from the outside out of the paint? He always gave me that, that go to shoot. Like, he always said I can shoot, but I really just didn't feel the need to shoot until I got in game and dudes started playing off of me. So I felt the need to just start shooting the basketball so I could be a threat on the outside and in the inside just to become a better scorer. Well, you've definitely established that triple threat mentality. But after the FAU game, Coach Byington said they want guys like Justin Amati at JMU, guys who are very tough and want to win, which speaks volumes to your game as a freshman. So talk to me about where your work ethic comes from and what your style of play is. Well, my high school, it, it all comes back to my high school coach that I, I was coached under last year. Uh, he, just, he just basically preached playing hard, just playing hard at all times and just playing your role. So – when I came to JMU, I just automatically came in thinking like, okay, coach gonna give me this role, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and that, and do this role so I can be successful, and just everything will come after that. Well, you're certainly meshing well with the players on the court. <clears throat> what have the past couple of months been like playing with veterans like Matt Lewis and other rookies like Terrell and Terrence? Uh, it's, it's been very good. Uh, just us just guarding each other. Well, me guarding them or us competing at practice every day is just getting me better every day. And is there anything specific you've learned from each other or that you work on in practice to help you guys game get better? Um, just to play hard, play as a team, play hard, just stay together. Yeah, and lastly, what goals did you kind of set for yourself coming into your freshman year, and have you accomplished any of them yet moving forward? Some of the goals I set was win a rookie of the year, and expand my game, so, like, dribbling, shooting, just to get better. All right, well, good luck with all those accomplishments, but that's why I have you today, Justin. Thanks for talking to me, and good luck this season. Thank you. My thanks to Justin Amati and Allie Barefoot, also to Tucker Stunts and Noah Ziegler for their contributions to today's JMU Sports Update podcast. And I started today's podcast with some programming notes, and we'll end it on the same the JMU Swimming and Diving Dukes are at home this weekend. Their only complete meet, it is a dual meet against the Marshall Thundering Herd at Savage Natatorium. It begins at 3 o'clock, and we're delighted to tell you that we are planning to have that on Flow Sports this weekend. You can watch with a Flow Sports subscription. So we'll begin the coverage right about 3 o'clock on Saturday. That'll do it for this edition of the JMU Sports Update podcast. Once again, I'm Kurt Dudley. Thank you so very much for listening. And we do wish you a great purple and gold day. The JMU Sports Podcast is presented by United Bank and is a production of JMU Athletics Broadcast Services. 
and the Student Broadcast Services team, it's all a part of the JMU Athletics Communications operation. Go Dukes! <laughs>